this morning as we welcome everybody to our service. Let us begin in honor and in memory of the tragic events that happened on 9-11. Let us pray. O oh God, on the anniversary of 9-11, we call on your spirit to empower us to shape a world marked by ways of life that lead to justice and peace. We are still aware of the fear and violence that has permeated our world since September 11th, 2001. As we pray in remembrance of that tragic day, help us to be people of nonviolence and of hope. Form us into a people determined to heal wounds rather than inflict them. We ask this in the name of Jesus, who came among us to show us the way. Amen. Brothers and sisters, before we begin, let us have a moment of silence in remembrance of those lives lost on 9-11-2001. Thank you. Brothers and sisters, let us pray. Friends in Christ, God invites us to hold the needs of our sisters and our brothers as dear to us as our own needs. Loving our neighbors as ourselves, we offer our thanksgivings and our petitions on behalf of the church and of the whole world. Dear Heavenly Father, we look to you today and we lift up our brothers and sisters who are struggling, facing battles that are not seen. We lift up to you all of our children who face such evils like cancer, mental health crises, and so much more in this world. As it's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month, we lift up all the babies who are suffering and ask that you lay your healing hands down upon them. We lift up our sisters that are and brothers that are struggling through health issues, looking to your healing grace to be placed upon them as well. We lift up to you those that feel like they're falling short and help guide them back to you, O Lord. We ask that you hear our prayers, God of power, and through the ministry of your Son, free us from the grip of the tomb that we may desire you as the fullness of life and proclaim your saving deeds to all of the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. The reading for today comes from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 12. Through 17. 
Again, that's 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all longsuffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life, now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible to God, who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Here ends our second reading for this morning. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, please join me in our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue forth, brothers and sisters, in prayer. God of relentless love, the gospel reminds us of the joy you feel when one of your children chooses the path of repentance and redemption. We picture the celebration in your heart when that choice is made. We also know how prone we are to wander off that path as we pursue those things that satisfy ourselves only. Receive the gifts we offer this day as a sign of our striving to get back on the path that leads us to you. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Christ, the light on our path. Amen and amen. And brothers and sisters in Christ, if you feel so compelled to today to tithe with our ministry, you can either directly tithe with us by going to our webpage and clicking the Learn About Us, which will give you an option to tithe directly, or you can look at our stores on both the webpage and links through our link tree to our other storefronts with other merchandise and all sales for what we would get back come directly into this ministry to go back out and help others, whether it's through our Bible ministry where we mail the Word of God to those who are in need as well as prayer cards, prayer books, whatever it might be that we throw in extra to go with that Bible to those who are in need. As we get closer to winter, we are going to have our hat, scarf, mitten drive once again where local school children are able to receive those items who are in need. So please, if you feel so kind and generous in your heart, to tithe with us, feel free to do so. Also, 
on our faith and mental health page, we've posted a link to mental health awareness walk, which happens in October. And I know it's a little early, but if you sign up before the 17th to be part of this virtual walk or run, you will be able to receive the gifts that they are giving for those who are able to sign up ahead of time and early. As someone who strives to help make the stigma go away and make people more and more aware of mental health, that it is actually health, because there are people that believe it is not. I urge you to join the cause and help support. I also urge you to find this month a pediatric cancer foundation and donate if you are able. Help save someone else's life because the research that places like St. Jude's and Connor's Cure do helps save our next generation for tomorrow. So please, brothers and sisters, feel the compassion in your heart to help make those donations if you are well and able to. We now open our Bible once more to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you, that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one, over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Or, what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found that peace which I lost. Likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Here ends the scripture reading for today from the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. And now, brothers and sisters in Christ, this leads me to our message for the more today, entitled, Everyone matters.
And as I come to you this morning and I say to you, everyone matters. I want you to think of a first few questions. Have you ever heard or thought that everyone matters? Has someone spoken that word to you before? Whether they've been talking about things that they see on the news, whether they talk about things when it comes to shelters and such. Or have you ever thought it yourself that when you're seeing these things, when you're seeing wars taking place, when you're seeing refugees taking place, when you see kids that get left behind because they don't have the means to even get to school, have you ever thought that everyone matters? The second question I look to you today and ask is what do you think scripture says regarding this question? And as we think about this question, about what scripture has to say regarding the question of everyone mattering, it makes me think of times when I've worked on puzzles, sitting with my grandparents in the senior residence. And even that puzzle piece, that single puzzle piece, is just as important as the other 999. Can you disappear? I want to do it with you. You want to sit with me? Okay. You can come in here. Sorry, I have a little friend and guest here today. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So that puzzle, that thousand piece puzzle, if you are missing just one, and I've seen this happen before to my grandmother and to her friends when they were doing 5,000 piece puzzles and 10,000 piece puzzles and so forth. And that one piece that was missing was enough to frustrate them because they had no clue where it went. And they would search frivolously for it. And sometimes if I was there, I was able to say, hey, look, I found it on the floor here. Other times it was gone. And the people that worked at the residence would actually take the box itself and try to help cut a little piece to fit in so that when they sealed the puzzle to hang on the wall, it looked complete. So that makes me think to each one of you brothers and sisters of just how important that one lost sheep, that one lost individual might be. And as I say that to you, we're going to step back into our Gospel of Luke. And we see two parables today in the Gospel of Luke. The first parable we see is the parable of the lost sheep. In where Christ himself, when questioned. Daddy, can you on your knees? No. Why? Not right now. Stop. Sits there and says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine to go search for the lost sheep? Now think about that for just a moment, brothers and sisters. Think about that question. Think about the question of 
one of you brothers and sisters, when you're faced with the loss of one brother or sister, the kingdom of heaven, sits there and thinks about that and says, if I could change one life, if I could make someone's life better, then that is what I want to do. I want to be able to speak the truth, speak the light, and speak the love of our Lord and Savior to do so. He continues forth and says, And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found the lost sheep. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. How many of us brothers and sisters know that we are sinners and know we need to repent in order to have that faith go to the Lord to go to heaven? How many of us know that there are those out there that have gone astray, that have wandered loose, that we could sit there and all day long call to, saying, brothers and sisters, come home. Brothers and sisters, come home. But sometimes we just need that right word, that right moment of time where the Spirit breathes through us and our words and our actions to them that calls them back home. We see in the second parable of the lost coin the same thing. Christ talks about a woman who has lost her coin and searches the house endlessly to find it. And I say to you, brothers and sisters, how many of you have done the same thing? You lost your wallet, you lost your glasses, you've lost your work badge, whatever it might be, but you have looked frivolously for it. You have looked in your cars, you've looked at home, you've looked at your desk, your bags, whatever it might be. Because when you find it, there is much rejoicing. It is the same thing as our lost brothers and sisters. They're not fully lost, they're just not found yet. They're not called back to Christ yet. We have not reached them the proper way. You see, Christ has illustrated to us through the two stories, the two parables he's telling, the true value of bringing our lost brothers and sisters back home. He's telling us the truth that everyone matters. Even our enemies matter. And if we can help save them, then we have done our job as followers of Christ. In 1 Timothy verse one twelve, we see, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Paul is talking, saying that he thanks Jesus Christ for enabling him to be who he is being now, because he deemed him faithful. But Paul also goes on to say that it's not like his journey was easy. In fact, he was the biggest 
person against Jesus Christ and Jesus' ministry. As Saul, when he persecuted, when he tracked down the followers of Jesus and he beat them and murdered them. But then he was made blind by Christ and made to see again by Christ because what he was doing was wrong and he was blinded by it. And when he was made to see, he was able to truly see just how special and how important, how much Christ mattered. You see, brothers and sisters, as we go about our days, as we go about our weeks and our months, we have to look at these scripture passages and we have to embrace them and allow the Spirit to breathe through them and to breathe through us. We have to look towards Christ for his love for his joy, for his light, to embrace our lives so that we can go forth in the world and embrace others. We have to look at the parables from today's gospel. And we have to understand the importance of everyone mattering. And I'm going to give some cases of examples in today's world. We see the opposite sometimes happening. Immigration, homelessness, those struggling to put food on the table. When we look at things even in our own democracy and we see judicial courts ruling in favor to take away rights to people who live in our country. Let us revert back to the saying, everyone matters. And yes, we may not agree with it, but does that mean we should withhold it from someone else? Immigration is a big one because there's a lot of times, and even now we see with the war in Ukraine, refugees still coming to our country for salvation and for a place to live in peace due to the war. And how many of us, in this country, do we hear the staying statement, if all these illegals and all these refugees come coming into our country, there's not going to be room for any one of us. And it makes me think, and again, this is personal opinion that I'm saying here. What was this country built on? But immigrants and refugees. As we think about that, let's think about the fact that as we're saying today, everyone matters. Let's think about the fact that Christ tells us to go after the lost one and bring them back to the 99. Find that lost coin and bring it back to the 10. Find that lost puzzle piece and bring it back to the 1,000, the 5,000, the 10,000, whatever the size puzzle you're doing. For if you are that lost puzzle piece, if you are that lost sheep, you would want someone to come after you. To remind you that you matter. To remind you that you are loved. To remind you that you are important. To remind you that you have a place with a family in Christ Jesus. So as we wrap things up this morning for our message, brothers and sisters, I look to you and I urge you all. When faced with the decision to seek the lost or to ignore them and move forward. 
urge you to go seek those that might be lost at the time and help remind them of just the power that Christ Jesus can bring to your life, which might be able to help them realize it for theirs. Share your stories. Share your devotions. Share all the things that make you who you are in Christ Jesus. And ultimately, brothers and sisters, as you go about your days, realize that Christ Jesus is with you in all that you do. He is walking with you in love and in light, just as this ministry is, just as we all are walking with you in love and light. And if you feel lost, if you feel like religion or the church has let you down, I strongly urge you to reach out. I strongly urge you to share your story because I can guarantee you you are not alone. And I kindly want to remind you all that everyone matters. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Fathers, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your reminders from your Son, Jesus Christ, through the Gospel of Luke. We thank you through Paul's example and reminder through the book of 1 Timothy. And we look to you, O Lord, that you might continue to remind us in our lives as we help bring your lost sheep back to your kingdom. We look to you that you would allow us to understand and have the Spirit breathe your scripture through our beings so that we might live it in this day. So we may all see you in the next. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Persistently forgiving God. We are a stiff-necked and stubborn people who try your patience. Yet, instead of giving us up for lost, you seek us out until we return to you. Break our willfulness and bring us back from our wanderings. Bend our pride and create in us pure and faithful hearts, which rejoice in your forgiveness. Made known through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen and Amen. Please join me in our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Brothers and sisters in Christ, go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts? 
possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.